that's keep them in check for pretty much the entire game, not let them get anything explosive going other than that first drive. Um, and, you know, I I love the fact that when they gave up that late touchdown, the fans were mad about it. The sideline was mad about it, which you got to get those guys some reps out there, and it's going to happen. But right, it, they are they, – there's actually some confidence right now, and they know that they're a good defense, and they want those stats to prove it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good uh, yeah. thing. Um, they had a fourth and two. Nebraska had a fourth and two in that game, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, they're, they're going to stop them on this fourth and two, which Nebraska just ran like a basic, just a simple run play on that fourth and two, which was interesting, and they got stopped short. And the defense right. sure didn't celebrate or act like they got a stop on that play, which confused me. But, yeah, man, like third downs and fourth downs used to be terrifying, and not now, not anymore. Um, let, me, uh, let me read some of these texts here. Cautious believer in the OU defense. D yeah. looks good, but I need to see them against better talent in the coming weeks. Uh, depends on what you mean by the defense being for real. They are not elites, but they are looking like the best OU defense we have seen in years. You good with all those? Or thoughts on any of those? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm interested about the elite question. Um, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. But like, how are you going to measure – Elite? Are you going to say that Georgia is elite? Yes. Okay, but that's that can't be the measure of what elite is. No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's like, like I think the the the, the um, you can extend elite a little bit far beyond what Georgia is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, you like, know, you don't right have to now, be on par with them to be viewed as an elite defense. Right. We're giving up 10 points a game through three games. That's the best we've done in a long time, I think. Maybe we've well, had a, a non-conference where we what, did that. What was the stats that I heard on Saturday? OU's allowed less points in three games than they did in just one game against Tulane last year. Is that? It's like it's really close, whatever it is. Maybe one point more, maybe one point less. I forget what it is. But, yeah. I mean, all that to say, like, you can – People are saying, well, yeah, the non-conference is weak. Well, it was weak last year, and their, signif- their defensive numbers are significantly better. Yeah, they gave up 35 to Tulane last week or last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's probably right. It's definitely right. So, yeah, it's, it, you can tell that there's definitely improvement, and – it's going to continue to get better. That's the good thing is like week by week I'm seeing things that look better. And the most critical thing is it all goes back to tackling, man, right? It, it's it's not a shock that whenever you practice tackling, you make it a, a, a part of everything that you do in in practice and in scrimmages and throughout your game prep it translates directly onto the field. Yeah. If you don't do it, you're going to struggle out there. And I think that's the single best thing that we've seen is the the way that this team tackles. Um, and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, we are not elite, but with some of the play you're getting from young guys, downs, 
Bowman, Stutzman, Canick. I, what's Grimes? Uh, I'll look up exactly what he is because this whole COVID year has messed everything up. On what I he know. Is. What I'm saying is, like they, they are. They got a core that's going to be here for a while. They got a core that is going to be yeah. salty. They're, they're going to be really good next year, and by the end of this season, they'll be even better than than what they are right now. He's listed as he's a, junior, a junior. So yeah. Yeah, my large, guess is they'll we'll have another round with him. They'll be back. You, you know, you know what I also like about this defense too. And Saturday showed me this: is we all had the same feeling when Nebraska goes down with ease, kind of, and scores that first touchdown. It was like, oh god, here we go again. But from that moment on, they were excellent. Starting defense didn't allow another score the rest of the game. Now, we tend to think of how it's been for so long. And when we see someone go right down the field in the first drive, well, this is how it's going to be the entire game. And look, man, maybe Kansas State scores on the first drive on Saturday. Maybe they score on the first two drives on Saturday. But even if that happens, even if Texas scores on their first drive, I'm not going to, at least I don't think I'm going to freak out anymore thinking that OU is going to have to score 45 points to win the game. I have confidence that even if this defense struggles early or for a short period of time, I got confidence that, one, they're going to make some serious adjustments to remedy what's going on out there, so that's coaching staff. But, two, that this defense is going to rally, overcome adversity, and figure out a way to come up with a string of stops. And that's like a good place to be after three games in a new system, is to have the faith like, okay, well, this offense is on a little bit of a roll here, but at the same time, they're going to do what's necessary to slow this offense down as the game goes on. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, uh, good things are good things are happening on that side of the ball, and they're going to add a, another talented class, which is good. But you know, there's there's a lot of guys right now that are playing or starting to work their way out on the field. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, the Kellen Gilliam kid, 44, he is he's starting to make some plays out there. A gigantic individual, Redshirt by the way. By the way, he's another young guy you're talking about. Yeah, he's a he's a first off the bus kind of guy. Dude is is gigantic, and that 44 just looks nasty on him. Um, I, he's that that dude's going to be an absolute beast. I I I feel I feel pretty confident that as as he keep he keeps getting good coaching, uh, good experience out there. Like everyone on this team, like. All of a sudden, it's going to mean something to play great defense. Like all these players are going to continue to get better and better. So, few more texts uh, good here. Stuff. Let's not diminish the performance of the D by saying Nebraska wasn't any good. They had one of the best backs in the country coming in. The offense wasn't for the issue for them, and we shut it completely down. I think that's a good take. That's true. And and you know what? That Trey Palmer kid, he's a better receiver. I, I thought he was a good receiver, but I came away with that no, game he's saying, really like, good. yeah, he can play, man. He can play. Yeah, and um, they totally shut down. I'm trying to see what his numbers are real quick. Uh, Grant had 13 carries for 36 yards. That's, I'd say that's pretty salty. I, I, you know what? I he may not be. He may not have those numbers for the rest of the year. Yeah, that, I yep. mean that, that's a really good performance um, against their run game. Sam and Tulsa, our defense operates as a team, and it's so refreshing. Uh, the way our boys responded after the first drive was outstanding. Attitude is everything, and we seem to have ours back. 
they don't put rings on soft hands, which the, uh, I guess the Fox crew was going crazy about that quote from, uh, from old uh, BV. Yep, that's right. Um, that's right. Good stuff. There, there's so many texts. Sorry, we can't get to all of them. We'll do our best. So now that the weekend is over, you know, the off-season conversations of, man, the most fun road trips ever, and everyone has their group. But the Tennessee game always ranks high. The Ohio State game always ranks high. Like, is this Nebraska – was that Nebraska trip, is that ever going to be considered in, like, the Tennessee or Ohio State category? Like, I had no. a great time, but I I think it falls a little bit short of those two. Yeah, it falls short. The game – you didn't get the that good of a game – I mean, it was it was it was good in the sense that you won and you won the way that you were supposed to, but it wasn't what I would call a memorable game. Uh, the The experience was great, the stadium, the the fans there, everything surrounding it was great, but you know you didn't have any you didn't have the drama. Like imagine that third down and how loud that was in the first quarter. Imagine that for four and a half hours at Tennessee is what yeah, that was. Yeah. Well, may, maybe so. maybe that game that that is interesting. How will that game be remembered like five years from now? Well, the hope is that you point back to that game and say, "Yeah, that's when we knew it was just different around here compared to previous years." Yeah, because that, that's that a takeaway right. I had. That may be right, and you know, ten, that Tennessee game was looked at as a turning point. Right after yeah. that, uh, that 2014 season. So, yeah, maybe this is the one where you look at and say, "That's whenever we knew." Yeah, I, yeah, there, there's some, maybe some legitimacy to that. Let's see, we gotta, we gotta get to that point before we look back. All right, all right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. After the game on Saturday, OU all over Nebraska in Lincoln, 49-14. Text line is asking if the uh, turnout of OU fans was impressive on Saturday. Yes. As one Nebraska fan said to me during the game, geez, I can't step in this place without uh, running into an OU fan. So, yeah, the the turnout was awesome. Um, We've gotten a couple of texts today regarding special teams because we talked about it earlier in the show saying that they don't love Marvin Mims returning punts which I don't understand that. And, you know, the angle that they're coming at from is injury-related. Well, I I don't ever want to make a decision based on I'm scared of getting a guy hurt. He is, in my mind, your best player on offense. And if I can get my best player on offense an opportunity, more opportunities in the open field with the ball in his hands, that's what I want. That's exactly what they're doing to Mims. I I love it. Yeah. I'm just trying to – I'm trying to guess where where does that come from? Because is returning punts something that's proven to be a a dangerous endeavor to where guys are getting hurt left and right? Nah, I mean, not especially nowadays with the rules. No, it's not. Can we? Can you think of a? A punt return situation where OU got a guy hurt. The only, I mean, I'm, the I'm just only, trying to guess. Are there the closest thing I can give you is Demarco Murray uh, kickoff return of the Big Twelve Championship game. That's really about it, unless I'm missing something obvious. And then yeah. uh, who was it? The guy from Kansas State back in like 02 
that Troy Polamalu decapitated uh, while he was at <laughs> USC. That's like the only yeah. other guy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's an overly risky situation back there. I mean, he's he's got to be smart. Of no, whenever like you just make good decisions back there of when when to catch it and give yourself a chance at a return, or when to call a fair catch. I it you know if you if you don't call a fair catch and you got two guys bearing down on you that are about to blow you up, well, that's just a bad decision. So I I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I I, I understand the premise of. Not wanting to get him hurt, but what if it creates a massive edge for you and helps you win football games? Well, it already has done that, I, mean, I think. Are, so. are, you, are you willing to maybe not win a football game because you didn't want to get somebody uh, a receiver hurt? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'll i continue to put my best guy back there that makes the best decisions, that has the best hands, and gives me an opportunity to make an impact on the game. I mean, that's if it happens to be a starting wide receiver, then so be it. A lot of fascinating storylines with this game coming up against Kansas State, but I don't know if there's anything more fascinating than this. OU's been the tougher, more physical team throughout three games. They definitely were on Saturday. But Kansas State like makes it a point. No matter what happens in the game, we're going to be the tougher football team, and they have against OU for quite some time now. Um, you're not going to be able to push around K-State as easily as you pushed around Nebraska. I want to see if this team pushes around K-State like they have it in quite some time. That'll be really impressive to me if they do. I feel good about it. Um, one of the reasons I feel good about it is because what they do offensively is, is fairly straightforward. You know, it's it's a lot of running game. It's a lot of it is traditional running game that has a little bit of modern spin on it. You know, you go out of shotgun or pistol, and maybe you have RPOs built in off of it. There's some of that going on for sure, but it's fairly straightforward with what you're going to get. And I, if that's the case, I love Venables designing the perfect game plan for what you're going to see, you know? I mean, I, I just – I don't – I worry more about teams that are super – like, I'm, I worry more about Texas's offense than I do because yeah. they got Xavier like Worthy that can get yes. in the open field. He's electric. He can get behind you. Like, I – Kansas State's going to win this game. They're going to have to have, like – they're going to have to have the football for about 40 minutes of the game, I feel like. Because I don't, I don't see any like they got Deuce Vaughn and they'll use him in the pass game. God did he get did hurt Saturday? I don't know. Let me look and see if that happened. Because it, they don't have any wide receivers though that I I think can can stretch you down the field. Right. Late in the late in the game, whenever you'd think that he'd be trying to be in there making an impact, he wasn't in, and I didn't get to see much of it. We were flying, but uh, I was shocked to not see him in in some of those critical moments. So I don't know. Um, but like I said, just be, because of the somewhat straightforward nature of what you get with Kansas State, I I really like our 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 chance to put out a really really good game plan. Yeah, I think uh, Saturday is going to be a pretty awesome environment too, because everyone loved the new LED light show, and 
Apparently they uh, got some tricks up their sleeves for this week's game. Uh, it's parents' weekend, so apparently like, a ton of people are going to be in town. Yeah, it's it's Saturday night's going to be a good time, a real good time. Yeah, I I would I would hope so. And we'll be get. It's a seven o'clock kick, so it won't quite be LED time for starting lineups, but it'll be getting close. I wonder if they'll use those for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of starting lineups, the guy that does the starting lineups for OU. Eric Gray. It was the same voice uh, that announced the Nebraska starting lineups. So people are asking, really? like, does he just do starting lineups for everyone? Is that what he does? In the backfield. <laughs> yeah. That guy? Yeah, that's that's him. Nice. That is him. Huh, I, uh, well. I just, you know, even though the game was out of hand early, that experience at Nebraska was so cool. Did you get to listen to or notice – the song that they played at the end of the first quarter that the whole stadium was singing? No. It sounded like a – it wasn't Dropkick Murphys, but they kind of had that sound, you know? And it was a song about Nebraska, and the whole stadium was singing and clapping. to It was, it was cool, man. They, they do it right there. I don't. I've heard the name Dropkick Murphys, but I don't know any of their songs. I probably would if you – Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, apparently, so, Deuce Vaughn uh, had the cramps. That's why. Oh, wow. Well, um, boy, I bet they wish he would have had more Gatorade uh, the night before going down to Tulane. Best player. He can't play late because he's got cramps. Interesting. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. Well, um, yeah, this weekend's going to be awesome. It can only be ruined by alternate uniforms. Oh, dude, right? don't put out the, ba- the bad vibes early in the week because when I think of Kansas State at home, I think of, well, blown 21-point leads in alternate uniforms. That's what I think of. So don't put that evil on me, please. Oh, that's funny. So that are, are they, funny. they're for sure wearing them again this year. BV didn't come in and say, it ain't good I, enough. And get rid I, of have, I have no idea. I cannot tell you one way, or the, one way or the other if they're wearing alternates or not. I have no clue. You would prefer they don't or you would prefer they do? No, look, here's my final score with traditional uniforms. OU wins 38-17. With alternate uniforms, I think it's a 24-23 football game. Whew. Yeah. yeah. So I have two predictions out on Monday of game week. Right. Wow. Well – Time will tell. We'll see. What if they're, what if they're alternates but new alternates? Not bring the wood. If they are throwback alternates, then I'm ready to say they're going to win by 45. That's what I'm wow. saying. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, okay. Speaking of somebody winning by 45, there was uh, you know those bike bars that they have in like OKC and Nashville where like people are supposed to pedal and you you drink on oh, one yeah, of those yeah, cars. Yeah. We were walking to the stadium, and there was, like, a group of Nebraska fans on one of those bike bars biking to the stadium, which I thought was the coolest thing, and I've never seen that before. And one guy turned to me and said, Hey, Nebraska by 90 today. Let's go. Which, (laughs) obviously, that didn't work out well. But doing the bike bar to the game, that might be the coolest thing I've ever seen. Very jealous of that. Well, my experience on that was, 
a whole lot of pedaling, not a whole lot of movement. Well, in which, my experience on being on one of those, that's exactly what goes on. I, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of underwhelmed. I I feel like no matter how hard I pedal, it didn't matter. We were going to go the same exact speed whether everyone pedaled or nobody pedaled. So, the idea though, the premise is great. You think they're going to add awesome. them at OU? Is, or is that what you're asking for? Add one at I, Campus Corner? I think I need to open up that business, yes, and get that going. We'll make a killing on game days. It looked great. Um, someone's asking, are we sure Deuce didn't have the Runzas? <laughs> <laughs> We're not. Probably likely. At least I'm not. I'm not. All right. Um, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Got a couple of segments left. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino. We'll be back mindset and these guys are super super um hungry and they want you to coach them hard uh and when i say like they are literally sitting on the edge of their seat in every meeting i'm i can't say it any more clearly and truthful and when we go to practice it's the same thing and we coach them really hard and we hold them accountable but they receive it and that's you know we've we're still, again, we're still a long ways to go, but we're making improvement, steady improvement. And that's what it looks like. That's what it's about. Final hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We are the home of Sooner fans. Keep those texts coming, 405-651-3439. Is that music to your ears, saying that they coach them hard and this team absolutely loves it? Yeah. Yep. That And coach them hard. They love it. They're on the edge of their seat. Um, you tie that in with the quote from the, the last break coming out. Um, what was it? You have to you have to practice hard to play hard, or you have to practice tough to play tough. And, you know, talking about all the inside drills that they've done, that's exactly right. Whenever you combine a team that is hungry for discipline, for um, just everything that you throw at them and you grind them out there in practice like it's not easy, then that's a winning combination. Does does that mean that it's going to ultimately turn into a championship this year? We'll just have to wait and see how they develop, but it's a hell of a, a – Hell of a foundation for future championships, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Hey, let's look around the country a little bit. Uh, first, let's go to Fayetteville, Arkansas, where there's a TV station out there reporting that a 53-year-old Arkansas fan has been arrested after reportedly biting a man's nose in a parking garage near Razorback Stadium after the win over Missouri State on Saturday. He was charged with terroristic threatening and third-degree battery for ripping the flesh on top of the nose. So, whoop big. That's like maiming or something, too, isn't it? Jeez, crazy. Oh, my God. Now, it was an Arkansas fan? Yeah, I don't know if. Who did they play? They played Missouri State. They were down like 17 nothing to them. Dude, I was laughing so hard. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Betrino's going to go in there and beat them with Missouri State? They were up 10 in the fourth quarter. Late. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you think he rode in on a motorcycle? Um, I heard they sold out of neck braces. 
Uh, That's funny. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. But the Hogs in the top ten for the first time in a while, they barely win. And, dude, Georgia is just – they're a machine right now, man. Yeah. Um, they rolled into South Carolina and just put the beat down, 48-7. And I'm not rooting against him. I'm definitely not. But I think Spencer Rattler's playing college football again next year. Yeah, well, he may not want to if they can't block any better – up front for him the dude is absolutely running for his life and getting destroyed back there so um you know they've had a tough schedule here to start off and i you know it's it's going to let up some but not much it's going to be tough all the way through for for south carolina but georgia is they're on one right now man they are they're the team to beat by far. I didn't think right. that was going to be the case. I thought that they I would know. take a step back. And one thing that I did not account for, and I don't think anyone did, is Stetson Bennett must have been just severely pissed off the entire offseason about what everyone was saying about him. And he turned into a different version of a quarterback than maybe he's ever been throughout his career. He's balling. Yep. Yep. And that's dangerous. Um, that's, real, that's real dangerous. No doubt. No doubt. Um, he's uh he is efficient he's athletic and he is surrounded by extraordinary talent at every single position on both sides of the ball so that's a dangerous combination i guess um the guy who bit the other guy's nose ripped mm-hmm. his fo- he's the C- coo of beyond meat which is the plant-based food company and he bit flesh off someone's nose the irony there is amazing, isn't it? Amazing. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I I've craved uh, I, I've craved some uh, red meat as well, but dang, not that bad. Even more proof that we are living in a simulation, Tyler. There it is, right there for you. Uh, uh, I guess I have to give it up to A and M winning on Saturday, though. God, I was rooting hard against them. Miami missed a couple of field goals in that game. They uh, that was so frustrating to watch the deal yeah that was a well number one call it how it is that was in an incredible crowd and scene there at a&m that was awesome to see um a&m had 264 total yards and won the game i was about to say outside of the fantastic crowd and and scene it was a incredibly boring football game and it's not like you were watching two really good teams that had super high level defense being played out there it was just it was just you know a lot of nothing great crazy frankly. stat about A&M who's the offense in college football right now that everyone's been making fun of so far Iowa right everyone's been making fun yeah. of Iowa A&M has fewer red zone visits than Iowa this year <laughs> Iowa has 4 and A&M has 3 well here's the thing if if Miami could not just hand A&M the ball on a muffed punt, uh, hand him a touchdown, and make some field goals, you probably have yourself a really good football game down the stretch. Yeah, so uh, boo to Miami for spoiling my Saturday night, and boo to Texas for spoiling my Saturday night because UTSA gets an onside kick and they're up 17-7. to I'm like, <laughs> let's go, let's party. And after that moment, Texas actually played really well throughout the rest of the game. 
21-point win home. And UTSA did some really dumb things that you just absolutely cannot do. Like that punt, my goodness. See, this is why you have Mims returning punts for you. Did you see that where the yes, ball bounces? He waits forever and then finally decides, like, it's just hanging in the air. It's like, get out of there. You're going to get killed. And, of course, he muffs up the 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 ball. Texas takes over. And that was really the turning point where it was over from that point on. Um, interesting game in South Bend again. Uh, I looked up late in the third quarter and thought, geez, Notre Dame's going to lose again. They're down to Cal. They ended up winning, but – I feel a lot of people backtracking that Marcus Freeman was the greatest head coach hiring in the offseason, only behind uh, that of Lincoln Riley. Hey, that was a nice win by them. Nice win. Uh, it only goes up from here. Give them time. It better. We'll be fine. It better. Uh, by the way, Nebraska lost to Northwestern in week zero. Northwestern lost to Southern Illinois at home on Saturday, so that's great. UCLA celebrated in the locker room after needing a game winner to beat South Alabama 32-31. Oh Tyler, did you see the end of that game? Uh, yes, I did. Yes. The 24-yard field goal? Is, I mean, what are you talking about? They're, they're, they have a field goal to win it. They're down two. To go ahead, and they run a fake field goal, and the worst <laughs> fake field goal I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Did you tell? Please tell me you saw that. I no, I guess I missed that. But Chip Kelly must have seen Scott Frost sabotaging his season and saying, "Huh, I should do that too. That looks smart." No, 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 no. It was it wasn't UCLA. It was the other team oh, that was wow. down. Yikes! Okay, that's pathetic. I, I don't know if their kicker is so horribly bad that they just. It's like we just absolutely cannot kick a field goal here. It's cr- it's crazy. You've got to see it. Uh, USC dominated Fresno. I really thought that was going to be a close game, and it was. I th- I saw Fresno's quarterback. That game was so late. I saw Fresno's quarterback get like escorted off the field. So I'm guessing he never came back in that game. Uh, he did. He did not. But USC roll. Their offense is is pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I mean good. it is. They're, they got a good offense. Mario Williams looks pretty good. Caleb Williams looks good. Um, the back, what's his name? Die. Travis Die. He looks. He looks pretty good. Um, but their offensive line is not good. Right when they when they start to face some teams that are talented up front, they're going to be in, they're going to be in some serious trouble. I, their offensive line, in my opinion, is. Well below average. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay tuned.